There'll be food and drink and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. You're all invited. The box. You opened it. We came. I'm your host Faith and today we have a lovely guest who's hopefully going to be a regular from now on uh, from that So Random podcast. If you'd like to introduce yourself and all your doodads. Hi, it's Heath again. I host uh, That's a Random, a random movie podcast. Not exclusively horror movies, but lots of horror movies. That's all you need to know for now, probably. <laughs> Keeping in the theme with January... And uh, as it's always a bit of a uh, fight club trying to get to get a decent gym membership at this time of year, we thought we'd start to discuss, you know, horror scenes or horror films around gyms. Disgusting, sweaty places that you pay to go into. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's horror before you even introduce any supernatural elements. It's just a horror place to go. I don't know. I haven't been in a gym in a long time. <laughs> I feel the same way. I haven't been to the gym for a few years, and it's kind of like after seeing some of these films, it's kind of I can see why I haven't, <laughs> given how many things that could go wrong. Yeah, and it's also I mean the last one we did was Christmas horror, where which I mean you couldn't you couldn't watch all the Christmas horror if you tried. Like there's so much, but gym horror is a, a genre within a genre that it was actually difficult to find things to watch enough to talk about. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, it's a it's a very niche subject. <laughs> But yeah, uh, what uh, films have you got for us? Uh, I got a couple. One, I also wound up falling down, like, because there were some movies that in the description, it sounded like, oh, that's that's a gym movie. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, it's not at all. <laughs> like, I watched uh, Invitation to Hell, which is like an early Wes Craven TV movie. And from the description, it sounded like, like oh, this family moves to this, uh, this super rich neighborhood and they're trying, they're getting indoctrinated into this health club it said there's no health club in the movie it's like a it's like a country club that has this big magic door that goes into a spa that's actually like a gateway to hell but you never see the actual spa or a gym so i was like well this doesn't count <laughs> so i got tricked on that one yeah there's a couple big ones i suppose we start with death spa death spa welcome to the health club where you sweat blood Never work without a spotter, Freddy. Wake falls on your chest and you can really get squashed. It's the place for a killer workout. I did enjoy that one. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's high-key 80s. Which, I mean, that's where most of your gym stuff is going to be. 80s was real gym culture, you know. Yeah, I mean, some of the gym outfits, it's definitely, like, there's a reason why it stayed in that in that decade. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, big muscles, big hair. And uh, a lot of some very interesting kills. 
I mean, there's like a, what was it? Someone gets their face melted off in the basement. There's someone else that ends up getting a um, reanimated fish tearing the throat out. Someone else gets a hand in the blender and it's just like, oh, okay, that's a, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, really. So from the get-go, the premise is like, okay, I don't who would want to go to that? But then the automated system gets haunted or something. <laughs> but yet they can still take control of it like the blender or a frozen fish so yeah i don't know it, it's pretty silly yeah it's uh we we had questions as well and the 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 ghost's motive but at the same time i'm a bit like that's very um i don't know i don't know how i feel about it yeah the ghost's motive seems to be Everyone at the gym is hotter than me, which A, isn't even true. The ghost is plenty hot. But then, then just don't go to the gym. Like, remove, you don't have to see that. Go hang out at the library. You'll be the hottest one there, I promise. Like, you don't need to, like, you're putting this jealousy on yourself by going to a place where the hottest people go. Like, just stop, don't go there. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, what was it? She was... How to explain this story without it trying to make it make sense? Um, right, so a gym owner uh, owns a health spa, like a, a gym health spa with his ex brother-in-law. Uh, he, uh, the owner, was married. Unfortunately, the woman became pregnant. As a result, during birth, uh, I think the baby died. The she ends up having some sort of spinal injury, so she couldn't walk. Became very jealous of like any woman that he, that her husband talked to. She sets herself on fire in the wheelchair in their garden, <laughs> and then a year later starts to haunt the gym using the computer system and possessing her her brother. Who is the one that operates all the um, all the um, systems within the building? Yeah, it was like her twin brother, which I guess makes it easier to possess him. But then he's walking around dressed like her, but it's, it still looks like him. So I don't know how he's fooling anyone into thinking, "Oh, she's back." Like, because there's times that it switches. I guess depending on the, I don't know, the strength of the possession or whatever, there's times that cause it'll switch back and forth when you someone's talking to the brother to where it looks like her and sometimes it looks like him. It's it's not the, it's not clear, necessarily. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I'd say it is very 80s. I mean, there's one bit where the... I don't even know what his name is, the gym owner... That's like a Charlie's Angel roll for a pane of... <laughs> sure does. Pane of glass. Knowing at the party within the gym. Really takes notice of this as he's literally rolling through glass to save his girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, no one's reacting to this. And both police officers that are involved are inept at their jobs. Yeah, a number of people are rather loudly murdered at this party and no one either gives a shit or notices because the party rolls on up until it's not until the girl gets her hand caught in the blender and somehow dies from that um i guess maybe she bled out because it was a tremendous amount of blood for that but 
Uh, it's not till that happens that anyone starts freaking out and running out of the party. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Pay a little more attention. Oh, it's that stupid um, uh, idea of no one takes notice unless a pretty woman gets injured. Yeah, that could have something to do with it too. <laughs> Which is really annoying because it's just kind of like for God's sake, really. There's literally bodies everywhere. But it's got it's got uh, it's got a couple recognizable people in it, which is more than I could say for probably any other movie I watched for this. It's got Ken For Forey? Forey? Foray? I don't know. He was in uh he's the big uh African American guy. He's in Dawn of the Dead from beyond a couple of the Rob Zombie movies. And then uh I don't remember which girl, but one of the girl, one of the main girls is Chelsea Field, who was Tila in the Masters of the Universe movie, and she was in the Last Boy Scout. She was the maybe the, the main. I don't remember if she's the main girl or not. But she's in the Last Boy Scout. I'm not going to ask the twin bother, but I can't remember what from. Even like it was just like got that kind of face that you like. I recognise you, but I don't know why. Yeah, that could be. I, he didn't jump out to me as anybody, but and then what else? I have my notes on this one. Um... A spare, I guess. Oh, there's a, <laughs> you know, like the like the love scene where the couple's like playing with food and they're introducing food in the bedroom. And in this movie, they chose, for inexplicable reasons, to make that food like a stock of asparagus that he's like rubbing her lips with. Like the unsexiest food I can imagine is a stock of asparagus. <laughs> like I completely forgot about that scene and the fact that his girlfriend is blinded in the beginning of the film, and she's just walking around with these bandages over her eyes for half the film. She gets, like, burnt up in a steam room, and the doctor's like, oh, she has third-degree burns. No, she doesn't. We see her in the hospital bed, she just has, like, some bandages draped across. Like, she she's fine. And why would it just... Why would it not affect her face at all? Like, it blinded her, and... Or maybe I'm getting this confused with another movie I watched. Because there's definitely some people getting burnt, <laughs> burnt up by steam rooms in that too. I might be thinking of Killer Workout. Yeah, I just I completely forgot about the asparagus scene until you told me. Because I looked, me and my wife were watching it together. We looked at each other like, why? <laughs> why asparagus? Yeah, like strawberries. I get it. It's something a little more phallically shaped, but asparagus is the like if that's if that's your penis substitute man you i don't know that's not a great real 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 skinny and thin in asparagus that's all i'm saying yeah i don't know how i feel about that it's kind of like mm, yes let me feed you something that'll make you pee smell uh, yeah and it's not even like and it wasn't even like oh it's sauteed and like it was just a raw stock of asparagus like ugh, it's not even gonna like taste good to eat like gross Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I, f I forgot about that until you mentioned it. Yeah, I've got some things to say about Killer Workout as well. Hey baby, you should look
watched that one and I was like, you know, I actually, I kind of enjoyed it. It's more, in some ways it's smarter and in some ways it's stupider than Death Spa, if that's possible. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I will say, though, as I consider myself a connoisseur of boobs, and this movie was excessive. Like, there's a, tr- a lot of unnecessary boobs in this movie. Oh, dear. Yeah, like it, uh... it, it, it should just be called Male Gaze the Motion Picture, because it's like, these girls are doing aerobics, and the camera could not be bothered with their faces. It's just... It's an ass. It's all, it's all we're going to see for an hour and a half. Yeah, it was uh, funny, because at the end, when it was like the end qued- credits, my wife came home and saw that bit where everyone was just dancing in the aerobic studio, and we were just there like, just watching it like, okay then. Not some of the stretches they were doing, I literally looked at them and then looked at me and went, yeah, I think I'd be, I'd look like I was in pain as well if I tried to do that. <laughs> She's she's gonna want to look at your search history after walking in on that. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's they're so committed to the bit that even after most of those characters are dead, we close the movie with all of them doing aerobics together again. Even though half of these characters aren't alive anymore, we're still it's and it's kind of just the same footage. We saw of them doing aerobics earlier, but they're like, we know how you, we, we know how you want to end this. More <laughs> boobs and asses. <laughs> More leotards that just don't hide a damn thing. <laughs> uh, what else? The, the killer's killing people with like a safety pin? Yeah. Like, slight, like slightly oversized, but not enormous. Like, I don't know that you could, it would take a lot of work to kill somebody with a safety pin. Like, you'd have to hit them. Just right, in the jugular or something, and she's just, like, dabbing him in the forehead, like, I don't know if you're gonna get that through someone's skull, to be honest. Yeah, I was very impressed by that, is that how much womanly rage do you have to snap that in someone's head? It's just, yeah, it's just not very efficient. <laughs> There's so many better ways. Uh, the, the cop who's investigating is so angry, like, from the jump. Like, he comes, someone's been murdered, who was a customer or a patron of this aerobics place and he just he comes in talk because it's the lady who owns it and another lady who works there and he comes in and he's just got no like feeding them like hostile witnesses immediately and it's like what is his issue <laughs> he's no bedside manner just like tell me what's going on like he's just he's real mad from the jump I do, I do find that with a lot of 80s films, though. It's either the police are inept or they're just really angry before they even say anything. And it's just they're like, really? Either just incredibly pissed off or you literally just, I don't know, got your job through nepotism. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and he winds up being the one who, despite hardly being in the movie for most of the movie, <laughs> he's the one who winds up killing the killer at the end like and figuring it out and taking her out in the woods <laughs> like I'm gonna bury you in a hole out here like crazy stuff how would you okay uh, if you were selling this film to someone how would you what sort of synopsis would you give them uh, it's another jealousy based 
it's, someone is killing off people with perfect bodies because they don't have one anymore. The killer, there's a scene at the beginning where a girl gets like burnt up by like a steam room or something. Very much like, if I remember, maybe I'm getting my movies mixed up, but if I remember right, it's very much like the beginning of uh, Death's Law. And yeah, she has third degree burns all over. Except apparently her face, because the reveal of who the killer is, like, they, you know, oh, she has no, her hair's a wig because her hair was all burnt off, but she, but she has, like, burns on her torso, like, her breasts, and, like, her back, but, like, her hands aren't burnt, her face isn't burnt. It was very selective <laughs> in its choice of... And also, she's still a very lovely woman who... Scar tissue covering her torso or not, I would still go out with. Dang. Like, you could find a guy who would be okay with that and get over it. Like, okay, your nipples burned off. You still have clear breasts hanging, like, on your chest. Like, I don't know. Unless, I, not to be too, well, this is, this is Patreon, right? I can be a little vulgar. You're behind a paywall. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless the burns have, like, sealed you up, you know? Like, you're still, you would still be a, a perfectly acceptable sex object to most men, I think. So, <laughs> if that's your goal, I think you'd do all right still. But, yeah, and so, going around killing, mostly with a big safety pin, and a bar, like a, a, a barbell at one point to punch a guy, hit a guy in the head with. Not keeping it to just women, whereas Death Saw was mostly... It was pretty much all women that got killed off, right? Yeah. This one, she, yeah, she's pretty... She's pretty open-minded and, like, anybody who's... Guys, girls, doesn't matter. <laughs> so, anyone who looks lovely is a target. <laughs> a, yes, uh, Killer Workout, it's a tanning bed that set... Well, she gets set on fire. That's what it was. Uh, death spa, it's a steam room and the door right, locks right. with her inside it. That's what it was. But yeah, real real selective third degree burns. <laughs> I, I felt if anything, your face should be target number one. It's right, it's pointed up right at the, or was she face down? She was, she was face facing. down. Um, I feel like when it went haywire, she was face down because I remember real uh, classy close-ups of her bare ass as you lay. <laughs> and this place, there, there's, there are three murders at this gym in one day. And they know clothes. I know that it... Okay, so it turns out the woman who the place is the killer. But still, I would think the police would force you to shut this place down. There are three active murder crime scenes in this location. Jazzercise class is over, man. But no, they just keep... They're still... There's still guys lifting weights. There's still girls doing aerobics. 20 feet away, there's a dead body. Like, no one gives a shit. Like, I gotta get my burn on. Literally, in her case. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I felt like the motive in this one made more sense. In a way, even though she owns the place, I can get that sort of, that level of anger and frustration at, well, look at all these people getting into relationships, like banging each other left, right and centre and feeling like you're the one that's... like you, you feel like you can't 
trust other people to be okay to see you as you are fully. And it's just kind of, I can understand it a bit more on that one. But first, with with uh, Death Spot, it was literally just a wife that's become bitter, very angry and possessed her brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, people have, and women, unfortunately, especially have you know, self-image problems and, and body image problems and things like that. But, and, sh- and you know, she has cause to with her burns and stuff and her lack of hair. But I just, yeah, again, I feel like looking the way she looks most of the movie as just the lady who runs the aerobic studio, a, a very pretty woman. I know there weren't, like, dating sites yet, but you could be out on the scene and slowly introduce to, like, you find a guy you like, you're getting along, and, like, date four, you're like, by the way, I have some things to tell you. Before you take my shirt off, I need to let you know. And before you run your fingers too far into my hair, let me show you. This is the way. Like, you, sooner or later, there's probably going to be some rejection in there, and that's going to hurt if you to suck. But sooner or later, you'll find a guy that's like, that's cool. Like, I'm not perfect either. I have three fake teeth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'll figure it out. It's like the, what What do they say? Like, men will do blank instead of go to therapy? Like, <laughs> women will kill a gym full of people instead of, I don't know. That's a gross generalization. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he has other options beyond murder, but then I guess you don't have a horror movie, so what can you do? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, like I mean, there's one there was a um one or two films I haven't watched yet. Because I didn't have time to and I just I have to be in the right mood for it. There's a film called Murder Size that came out last year. Oh. I watched that. Oh Can I save you nine minutes of your life? <laughs> Go on then, cause I, I saw the trailer for it and I'm like I'm cringing, but I'm like kind of want to see it but at the same time i feel like i might need to need a couple of whiskeys in me first please don't bother even on the off chance that you watching that on tubi like gives the people who made it 87 cents or something like don't they don't they haven't earned it they don't deserve it it's i i watched it thinking because everything most of the stuff you for this was 80s stuff I wanted something newer, and it was kind of the only thing I could find that came out, like, just a couple years ago. Um, and I went into it thinking, this is a movie. It's not a movie. I mean, it's... It's <laughs> it's one of those funded by Kickstarter batters shot on a goddamn iPhone with... Like, uh, most of... From what I gathered, most of the actresses in the movie are, like, OnlyFans stars or something. Like, it's... really bad. And not in a so-bad-it's-good way. It's just... bad. Um... It's, and it's also barely like it's more of a comedy than a horror movie, but all but it's also not funny, so it fails as a comedy as well. So oh, no, yeah, it's really you're right to cringe. It's super. There's like a five minute long scene of a woman like screaming at a man to like like she has her breasts out and she's like, "Why won't you touch my breast?" Like just and it goes on and on of him like, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch your breast. I'm not gonna look at him. I'm trying to be." A, and it just and her like, "You're gonna touch my breast. Somebody's gonna." 
And this is like a three or four minute long scene. So that can give you kind of a gauge of, of where we are with this. But it's, yeah, it's real. like, there's cheap and then there's cheap. And this is capital C, cheap. And just not, yeah, not, not good. Um, same people who made that okay. made one made one called Splasherette Party. I watched that. Um, okay. I, part of me liked it, but at the same time, I'm like, there's so many random s- character story parts that make no fucking sense and do not need to be in that film. <laughs> but some bits of it, I was like, okay, I kind of like this one, but yeah, the ending was a bit like, what the fuck. Where'd that come from? Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I probably won't, based on my experience with Murder Size and knowing it was from the same people. But if you found some enjoyment in Slash Rep Party, who knows? You might, we're different people. We don't, you know, you might find some enjoyment in Murder Size as well. So maybe, maybe you shouldn't give it a shot. But I think, yeah, for me, it was, I, I, I almost can't even classify it as an actual movie like it feels like it should have been like a youtube short that someone unwisely stretched out to 85 minutes or however long it is so yeah okay. i i turned it off at two different points i turned it off and said nope not worth it i'm done and then i because i have such a like a completionist nature i'm like no i should probably finish it especially for the podcast and then I'd watch like another 20 minutes and I'm like, nope, fuck this. And I turn it off and go do something else. And I did wind up finishing it, but it took me three tries to get through it. It's just, I, oh, I thought Jesus. it was really abysmal. And yeah, just about anything is worth your time more than that. So that's where I am on that one. I mean, I'm impressed by that. The only film that I've done for this podcast where I've actually had to pause it in the middle and have like a 20 minute break was when I watched Wounds. And it's because it, I just felt like it was a bit of a slog in a way. And I was just there, like, I just, I need a few minutes. I need to see sunshine. I need something cheerful to look at for, like, ten minutes of my life. And then I'll go back to this. <laughs> Did you say The Ruins? Uh, the Wound. Uh, wound. Wound, okay. I don't know that one. I think it's on either Prime or Netflix, I can't remember. Oh, actually, going back, going back, there was one more thing I wanted to say about Killer Workout. There are times watching it, at least on Tubi, where I watched it, um, where there's very clearly, like, VHS tracking lines. And there are times that, like, like you can tell that whoever digitized this, Killer Workout, got it straight off of a VHS and one that wasn't even in very good shape. And that is interesting to me because it actually, you know, there's a lot of talk about how like, oh, streaming is destroying so many things and like it's destroying cinemas, it's destroying this and that. But I think there is an upside to streaming is that a lot of stuff is getting digitized and you can tell from the fact that it came from what appears to be a pretty shitty VHS copy of Killer Workout is what is available to watch on streaming. Um... That this is stuff that would maybe become lost media if we didn't have streaming. If there wasn't an effort by people to get this stuff digitized and get it out there where people could watch it, Killer Workout might, unless you have a VHS, because I mean, maybe it's come out on DVD or something, but is that DVD also just ripped from this VHS and looks like shit? Like, I don't know. Hmm. But 
yeah, I, I streaming a lot of times is keeping some media from vanishing into the ether. And that's, yeah, I just, I thought that was really interesting. The fact that you're watching something streaming, and you can literally see like spots where the VHS tape went bad because they're like the cut and then the cut, there's, there's a section at the end. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we saw different sort of versions of it or whatever, but the one that's on Tubi anyway, um, the scene at the end where he has her out the forest and he's going to bury her in the woods or whatever. There's a probably a 45 second chunk of that where like the the colors get all like green and pink and like like a warped old VHS thing. And that's the only copy we have to watch. That's I don't know. Something about that is really interesting to me. I watched it on YouTube and it didn't have that at all. Oh, wow. OK. You would think then that whoever transferred it or digitized it to put on streaming would have found a better source copy if YouTube has one, but huh. Alright. Hmm. I don't know. I, did, I find that interesting a little bit. Um, where were we? Yeah, Murder Size. Yeah. Don't watch it? Okay. <laughs> I mean, for, for me, don't watch it, but who knows? Your mileage may vary. What else did I watch? I watched the only other one I have, I mentioned Invitation to Hell, which turned out to not be uh, a gym movie at all, but it, but it, but it's a TV movie directed by Wes Craven, which I did not know existed. That's something. Yeah, and I've it's never got, heard it. It's got Robert Urich, Susan Lucci, Soleil Moonfry, Punky Brewster herself, Joanna Cassidy from Blade Runner, the snake, the girl with the python, on from Blade Runner, the kid from Neverending Story. Like it has a bunch of people you recognize, and it's directed by Wes Craven. And I've never heard of it, because it's not very good. But I have not heard of this film. <laughs> me neither, because <laughs> it was a TV movie. And again, it's probably something that would have been lost to time if it weren't for streaming and things like that. But yeah, not a gym movie, but interesting for its pedigree. So I'm glad I accidentally found it. Um, and the only other, other than honorable mentions, the only other one that I have is... I watched something called Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. I forgot about that film. I've got it saved somewhere on <laughs> some kind of streaming service that I've got. And I, yeah, I keep meaning to watch it, but it's like, again, it's one of those films where I have to be in the right mood for. Well, it's the good news is it's only an hour long, so <laughs> you can get through it. It's a Japanese movie from 1995, but it looks like it was made in 1985. It's theoretically supposed to be like a Japanese ripoff remake of Evil Dead. But, and like the last half feels a lot more like that. But the first half, really, to me, I think the people who came up with uh, Ringu and the, and the Grudge, Juan, the Japanese versions, um, in the mid, probably after this, Maybe should be sued, because there's a lot of stuff in the first half of this... What is it? Bloody... <laughs> bloody Muscle Builder in Hell? That... Looks like it came straight out of the grudge, and straight out of the ring, but I think it preceded that. And I know some, like, Japanese folklore, it's all coming sort of from the same source as far as that goes. But just some of the imagery is like, that looks like it came straight out of the ring, straight out of the grudge. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And I wonder if those I wonder if those movies ripped this off. <laughs> and it's but it's full yeah, it's full of cheesy like I said, it looks like eighties, but it, yeah, nineteen ninety five. Cheesy cheap practical gore effects, some of which are kind of charming in their clumsiness, some of which are actually like, wow, how did they do that? That's pretty cool. It feels almost inventive in a Sam Raimi original Evil Dead way. I, I wouldn't say that it's good, but at, at an hour, it's not a huge investment of your time to check it out as something that I think weirdly might have inspired bigger things. <laughs> and just as a showcase of like, see, Americans weren't the only ones doing like the lo-fi practical effects. Like, you know, Japan gave it a shot too. So mm. worth, worth a look. Okay. I'll, I'll figure out which streaming service I've got it on because I swear we've got it somewhere. Sorry, well, so I did, despite it being called Bloody Muscle Builder, whatever, um, that doesn't, there's no, there's all, again, no gym in it. He is apparently a bodybuilder, but that doesn't come into play until literally like the last five minutes of the movie. So that was another one where I'm like, am I even watching the right thing for this podcast right now? But it was slim pickings to find gym horror, so I'll take what I can get. Yeah. There's some like gym scenes and horror films that I thought were kind of like Oh, oh that's not nice. Like in oh, what was it? Uh not Mona Elm Street. I don't th- I think it was the sequel. Is it the second or third no third one? Where the woman that plays Claire Rivers from Foreign Destination is like weightlifting in her garage and Freddy comes over and just pushes the bar down and snaps her arms and she turns into a cockroach yeah that's Nightmare 4 ah okay but I don't know why the arm snapping bit does make me feel uncomfortable every time I see it because it's just like chef's kiss so well done but it's the fact Mm -hmm. that she's holding the bar not with her arms out wide but they're quite close together her hands are too close together to be weightlifting that and I'm like She's doing it wrong. Why is she <laughs> holding it? I just found that aspect of that scene just so distracting. But her getting her arms crushed, I was kind of like, that's what you deserve for having your hands like that on the bar. You're going to crush yourself if you don't hold it properly. And it just really annoyed me. Yeah, it's bad form, and it was going to get you sooner or later, whether Freddy got you or not. But yeah that's i've totally and that's one of my favorite horror movies and i actually forgot that because i my honorable mentions are movies that aren't jim horror movies per se but have jim horror death scenes or something in them sort of randomly and i somehow completely forgot that one so good good catch on that (laughs) yeah i love that she's trying to keep it up and freddie's just pushing down with one hand he's pushing it as she's trying as hard as she can with both hands and he's still Naps her arms at the elbow, like yeah, it's good stuff. Mm. And the uh, oh god, what was it? Uh, the final destination, the gymnasium scene. So I know what it feels like to stand on something sharp unexpectedly and it just and you're just waiting for it to happen. Just that when you see the pin drop 
the screw just turned upwards and it's just pointing up on the balance beam and you're like someone's gonna stand on it and someone does and someone else ends up with a broken spine and it's like oh god yeah that's oh. what my honorable mentions too there's actually there's in two i think it's two different final destination movies there's two there's that the gymnastics one that you're talking about where she flies off the bar and lands on her neck all and then there's also a guy who gets his face smashed by like the weightlifting the thing where the that holds the weights he gets like pushed under there and it smashes that's and then different so there's two different ones in final destination movies um and that one's very similar to the other one which i had is the first toxic avenger I There's haven't a scene seen that where, still. I want to. <laughs> I mean, not really a horror movie, really. But that kind of, a lot of that takes place at a gym. It's the janitor there who's put upon and bullied, like becomes a Toxic Avenger. And he kills one of his bullies by the guy's lifting weights and he pushes them up under the, yeah, the pole that holds the weights and it smashes his head. So that's one. There's a tanning bed death in one of the Final Destinations too. So actually Final Destinations got three because those girls get fried up in the tanning bath in one of the, I don't remember which one, but one of the Final Destinations. So It was the third one because that's the one mm-hmm. where it's, um... oh, the third one was the roller coaster ride. Yes. Yeah, the tanning bed one always, my wife loves Final Destination as a franchise, but the tanning bed death one always makes her feel uncomfortable. So when I told her that in um, uh, which one was it? Killer Workout that someone dies in a tanning bed she was like, oh no! Like, she, I knew that straight away she thought about the foundation tanning bed. Does she tan a lot so that it's like a constant fear of hers or is it just something just for some reason deep-seated in her? I think it's just the fact that it's two people that were literally just that scene because you see it all happen on the inside of the tanning bed, and that made her so... It just... It, I don't know, it just set up like, the inherent fear inside her for some reason. And it just got... If anyone t- talks about getting a tan with her or, or going on a tan bed, she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it's literally... I think it's just the fact that no matter what they did, I think those characters couldn't have really done anything past a certain point and it was just kind of like that's what made us so uncomfortable yeah they're trapped in there and they get it so bad not only are they getting burnt up by the overcharge like the high heat of the tanning bed but then the glass from the bulbs explodes and jaggers them full of <laughs> broken glass like they get it uh, and then they're burnt burnt up like if they get they get they get it bad i think the final decision franchise does not get enough credit for being I mean, people like it, it's been popular or whatever, but I think as, if you're looking at the track record of franchises, there's maybe one Final Destination movie that's maybe not so good, and even that one's fun to watch. Like, it's all hits and no misses, I feel like, with the Final Destination franchise. Like, it's really consistent in its quality. And also, I think, like, your wife with the tanning bed scene, and I think a lot of people with the scene from the second one with the logging truck. Like, have you ever... Anytime you're driving by like that, you're like, fuck no, I'm getting out of here. Like, I will go as keep as far away from... Like, I think it has... Those movies have put real genuine fears in ordinary, everyday things. That now when you see them, you're like, oh, nope, fuck this. (laughs) Like, 
And I don't yeah. know if it's enough credit for that. Yeah, I love. There's so many memes just for the goddamn logging scene, and it just, I just love it, and it just, oh god, and oh, what was it? The, I think it was the second one where the guy that, the one that uh, won the. Uh, won the lottery and he gets his hand stuck in the in the kitchen sink plug and it has like the, the motor on the inside and it's just I'm so glad we don't have those in the UK because that just that particular one just really makes me uncomfortable because I'm oh god just just hand trauma in films just the thought of he's literally going to get it's going to be trapped and no one's going to help him because everyone thinks he's such a dickhead and he's got his hand caught in something that could literally mutilate him. And it just made me so uncomfortable. And there's just, oh God, there's just, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of the fact that they kind of engineered ways to have like a domino effect for each death scene for it to work properly. It definitely put a lot, they put a lot of thought into a lot of these in the death scenes themselves. And it's just like, I love that. I love the fact that I actually put effort into it. Yeah, especially as the series goes on, they get more and more sort of Rube Goldberg machine, you know, where and they'll they'll pull fast ones on you where they're like they're showing you a lot of something and you're like, oh, that's what's going to get them. And then that doesn't get them. And it's some other thing you weren't even looking at or expecting. Like, there's the one where the guy's at the dentist, and the whole time you're thinking, oh, God, something's going to go wrong with this dentist drill's going to go through this guy's face, or something, you know, some electrical problem. And then he makes it through the dentist's appointment just fine, you're like, well, that's... And he walks outside, and a giant pane of glass falls off a building and smashes him like a cake. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's so... You could tell there's not a lot of Jim we're talking about by how much we're talking about other things, but <laughs> yeah, I know this nation is is underrated. I think as as a whole, as a franchise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you'd like to, uh, you can call dibs on if there's a particular franchise you would like to talk about on Patreon with me. Do that if you want. If if someone hasn't called dibs on um, Final Destination, you can have it with me. <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would do Final Destination. I mean, my favorite franchise is the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Uh, and I have a bunch of reasons why Freddy is superior to Jason and Michael Myers and Chucky and anybody else. But um, I know for a lot of people, that's the one that's like, oh, they're so silly. But that's a selling, that's a, a feature, not a bug, as far as I'm concerned, mm. in a lot of ways. But yeah, either one of those. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll do whatever with you anytime. Okay. Do I have any other honorable mention? Have you ever seen Chain Letter? I have not. Now, is that based on... There's a Christopher Pike book called Chain Letter. Christopher Pike, such a thing of my, like, teenage years, when everybody else... He was... He was I don't know if you've heard of Christopher Pike, but Christopher Pike was, like, R.L. Stein, but, like, cooler and more mature. R.L. Stein was, like, for babies, right? <laughs> the Goosebumps book. Christopher Pike was like the more adult version of that. It was more YA, more teenager. Some pretty dark and brutal shit in some of his books for books that you could buy at this classic book fair. Like, <laughs> um, and his one of his first books is called Chain Letters, and I'm wondering because I've wanted more Christopher Pike based 
there was a TV movie of Fall into Darkness back in the day, and then The Midnight Club, the Netflix show, is based on a Christopher Pike book. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, yeah, Arl Stein's gotten a bunch of adaptations, and Christopher Pike has hardly got any, and it makes me mad. So I'm wondering if I've looking. I haven't heard of a chain letter movie, and I'm wondering if it's based on his book or not. Probably not, but if it is, I'll definitely want to check it out. Sorry, go ahead. Chain letter, yeah. carry on. I don't think it's based on his book. It's pretty much the basis for that for the film is that really. Um... Yeah, classic story. Teenagers get like an email saying, "Send this email, uh, send this email out to like three other people. If you don't do it, there's consequences. The consequences are you die horribly. Like someone get um, uh, there was a gym death in it that is quite. I mean, the guy's an asshole, so you can't, you kind of cheer when it happens, but it's the fact that it's. They definitely put some thought into the practical effects for that scene. Because <laughs> it's literally, big dude literally just gets the guy and get, goes behind him, puts a chain in the guy's mouth and like almost flosses it like a toothpick through his head. <laughs> oh. oh, I like that. All right. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Letter. Okay. There's some good death scenes in that. I mean, there's uh, a bit where the guy literally runs through a wall to get to a victim. There's someone else that's get that gets like dragged up through the glass panelled ceiling to to get him out of the room. And there's there's quite a few bits. And it's like, you know what? Even though it's a bit of a, uh, it's definitely it shows when it came out. I think it was like 2000. I want to say 2008, 2009. But it's yeah, it was that kind of like. Yeah, let's show you the pain. Let's show you the torture, kind of thing. It was a, it was definitely that kind of ever for films. Oh yeah, I will check that. Uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't sound like it's based on the book I was thinking of, but it, but it does sound like the kind of thing I might enjoy. So I will look that up and see where I can watch that. Hmm. The only other one I had was a cure for wellness, not a gym, but like a health spa kind of creepy stuff going on at this you know remote sort of wellness clinic or whatever a movie that i think is just okay i didn't i didn't love it i like what they were going for it didn't all necessarily work for me but that's literally the only other thing i could think of that has any kind of gym wellness spa any kind of thing so i think it was killer workout that actually had its own theme as well at the end credits it had like um its own like music going on I didn't realise until I actually said like that the singer was actually singing the name of the film, and I was like, "Why did why they didn't have to go that hard with this film, but they did?" And it's like I kind of like it more for it. Yeah, they were trying to get a Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters theme song going, and I obviously didn't catch on, but they gave it a shot. I commend them for that. There's not that many films nowadays that do that, and it's kind of like. I don't know. I find it quite charming in its in, in its own way. I can't right now. I can't stop thinking about you mentioning the the screw, the pointy screw in the final destination thing, and what a deep seated like for every human being. What a deep because like horror movies don't bother me or gross me out or scare me, but like yeah, that idea of ending like pain is coming and you don't know <laughs> like of stepping on something like um. The first uh, A Quiet Place has, like, the Chekhov's gun of that, where 
like early in the film you see her going up and down the basement stairs and you see that nail sticking out and she doesn't step on it and you're like that's gonna come back and you spend the rest of the movie tense because you're like at some point someone's gonna step on that goddamn nail and i'm not ready for it and they give you just enough time to kind of forget about it and get comfortable and then it has then she steps on that nail and it just right up your spine like someone just oh that's that's rough <laughs> and everyone has that yeah it's just everyone knows how painful that really is but it still makes you it still makes you like clench your bum cheeks and it's just one of those things it's like if um like majority of people probably know what it feels like to have like a sharp stone in your shoe and have it suddenly like jab your foot when you're walking or for you to like step on an upturned plug <laughs> i mean that in itself is painful enough but yeah stepping on an upturned nail that's uh you're gonna need like a pair of pliers or surgery to get that out your foot yeah there's just some like my my wife has a has real trouble with any kind of like in movies like piercing of skin like more like oh that guy's head exploded like that doesn't bother her but like really sort of realistic like things poking through skin like she can't she can't she won't look at it you know and i had that for a while with like with fingernail stuff really bothered me i don't anymore like nothing kind of bothers me really like eyeball stuff doesn't like i know it's fake it's you know i don't know i just i never let it be real enough to bother me i guess which maybe that's a bad thing but stir of echoes the kevin bacon movie there's a flashback to when the goat that whole scene is uncomfortable because it's like there's a sexual assault happening and that infuriates me as well it's like, finally, someone else, someone else that has seen this film, yeah, that nail bit, that nail trauma. <laughs> yeah, there's one, someone's trying to drag her across the floor, and she's trying to grab the floor, and it rips her fingernails out, and it's like, oh, that's... I've never seen that in a the theater, and just about getting up and leaving, because it was... It churned my stomach. Like, I'm fine with it now, but at the time, I was not ready for that. <laughs> Oof, that was tough. For me, it's the sound effect, because I said they... Because um, I bought the DVD... And on the uh, making of, they said that how to make the sound of like a nail breaking off. They snapped a, a wet piece of celery and just snapped it and to make that sound of a nail breaking. And I can't get over that thought of something that is just so unpleasant. Like we've all either cut nails down too short or we've got our nail caught on something and it's like uplifted it a little bit too much. You just say like... Ugh! And just the thought of a wet piece of celery is just so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I love that film so much. I haven't seen the sequel. I don't really want to, but that, yeah, Stir of Echoes definitely made me kind of. That's the thing, though. I think when it comes to like you're hurting your feet, you're hurting your nails, or if um, you, know, you scratch yourself shaving. All those that those three things, everyone's had experience with. And like if all of those things are like one or one or two, but I understand when it when uh, where you come from when it comes to like eye trauma in films. It's kind of like not everyone knows what. Eh, yeah, I'll go an eyelash in the eye, but that's the worst of it. But majority of people know what it feels like to step on something sharp and have that sudden feeling of oh fuck. <laughs> and it's it, I think what does it is the suddenness. It's the surprise factor of it. 
Because there's times when you know pain is coming and you can sort of brace yourself for it. Oh, I'm getting a shot at the doctor. I'm ready for it. That didn't hurt that bad, you know. But it's when you're not expecting it, there's something sharp in your shoe and you didn't know it. You put your shoe on and you take your first step and it stabs you in the foot. And that's not something you planned for in your day. Like, it just it came out of nowhere. That sharp surprise, I think, makes it three times worse because it's such a disruption in, in your normalcy, you know? Yeah. You know, if you've got, like, a hang now, you can just tear that off. You're like, oh, oh I need to get a plaster on that. But get a step on something sharp in your shoe, and sweet Jesus, you'll come up with so many different swear words, you never thought you knew so many. Yeah, gym horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there wasn't, yeah. We did the best we could. There wasn't a lot to pick from. We did, I think we did all right. Yeah. I mean, I've chose the subject this month, but, yeah, I thought it would be an interesting one, given... Yeah, how many things can go wrong at the gym? You know, you pull a muscle. The amount of times people have stacked it trying to run too fast on like a... Um, I can't remember what those running machines are called, but all people falling over on the bloody Stairmasters. And, oh, or someone just lifting too, like, too heavy a weight and just... I don't know. Just yeah, just some of the fails you see online of people just being dicks at the gym. It's like no wonder, no wonder aliens don't want to visit <laughs> visit our planet if we're doing shit like this. Well, and also with gym horror, you kind of you're kind of rooting for the gym or the killer. I mean, not to say every single person who goes to the gym is a bad, obviously some people go because they're, you know, they're trying to better themselves, you know, be healthy. Especially in the eighties, that culture of like the gym rat of like, people are just, I'm at the gym all the time. Look at me. I'm, you know, all natural, bro. How much do you pump? You know, all that shit. You're kind of like, yeah, get him. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, they're a less sympathetic victim, maybe. I don't know if that's horrible to say or not, but... Mm. I don't know. Oh, God, yeah. Like, the fucking dicks that have, like, biceps bigger than the girlfriend's waist, and you're like, oh, God, I hope he gets crushed by a barbell. <laughs> yeah, because that's not... You've taken it beyond, like, I want to be healthy, I want to be well, to, like, I want to show off. There's no reason to be that must you know, that muscly, other than to, like, so people see how muscly you are. Like, there's no yeah. there's no benefit to it, because if you look at, like, the strongest guys, like those crazy heavyweight lifters who are picking up, you know, like, they're, like, they're all, like, chubby lumberjack-looking guys. They aren't these big, ripped bodybuilder guys. So, you know, you you hit a point where you can't, that's not helping you be stronger or lift more. It's just an aesthetic. And kind of a gross one. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, you kind of get to a point where you see guys that are just muscle, like no fat, just pure muscle. And, you, you know, I can't help but look at them and think, you look like a muscly thumb with eyes. <laughs> so you look like a thumb thumb from Spy Kids. <laughs> 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 I just, I can't unsee it. And I feel really bad because I'm like... Oh. They've taken so much effort and pride in doing that to themselves, but I just can't look at them without thinking thumb thumb. Yeah, and I don't, I guess for me, I don't see much difference between that and like, rightfully so or not, you know, you see 
women get shit on for like, oh, they got the collagen injection in their lips. Now their lips look not so great and kind of funny, you know, or the they've done enough lipo or plastic surgery that they look like an alien now. Well, what are these giant buff muscle guys who have no neck and no, like, that doesn't look natural either. They look like a space alien too. Why is that? Why are we applauding that? And what, because it's quote unquote natural instead of because of the surgery? Like, I don't know how that, like, I don't feel it's super natural, like terribly natural either <laughs> to spend that much time at the gym and taking like supplements from GNC and like, I don't know. It feels just as fake and strange and alien to me. So, yeah, I just, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I don't know. I just, that's never, that's never going to be me. And I just, I don't, some people find it attractive, but I'm, I'm not one of them. Yeah. No. Which, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like, a, I have like a woman with some muscles. Like, that's, I have no issue with that. That's fine. That's, that's sexy too. But, I don't, just, I don't know, just every every hour I spend at the gym is an hour I could be spending watching horror movies. <laughs> Which seems like a better time and time sink to me. Because I'm, I don't know, whether I'm a nerd or whatever, but... Exactly, it's the same for me as well. Like, an hour at gym or an hour snuggling my wife watching a Dodgy's 80s movie where everyone's wearing leotards stretching themselves into pretzel positions. Absolutely. What can our lovely listeners find you? Yeah, I'm uh, yeah Heath Lambert. That's a random a random movie podcast, which you can find on TikTok and Slasher under that's a random pod or that's a random podcast. I can remember. I should know, but I don't. <laughs> um, and then I am at Heath Lambert seventy eight on Twitter. The show is at that's a random p two. And you can go find. Speaking of, uh, I mean, a, a halfway decent place to start if you wanted to. Don't start at the beginning because my early episodes before I knew how to edit or had good equipment don't sound great. So don't start there; it'll put you off the whole show. But um, if you want a good starting place, speaking of Final Destination, I had the creator of Final Destination, the writer of Final Destination Two, the famous logging truck scene that everyone knows, Jeffrey Reddick. Uh, was on my show to talk about another movie of his called Tamara. I don't remember what episode number it is, but if you look for it, you can find it. We had a lovely guy. We had a lovely conversation about his process and, and writing Final Destination 2 and how it was originally going to be a hotel fire and not the highway scene at all. And like, wow, so glad you changed that because it's so much more interesting how it turned out. So, yeah, I definitely prefer that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's a halfway decent episode to to be your first one if you wanted to go check me out. I hope everyone enjoyed that episode as much as me and my guest. You can like, share, subscribe. You can also leave us a comment, join the our Patreon. You can always send us suggestions for episodes or franchises. If you're interested, our Patreon is £3 a month. You get extra episodes, seasonal ones and franchise ones as well. So I hope everyone enjoyed themselves and we'll see you in the next one.